So, Clay, we're at the finale mm. of Star Trek Enterprise, and I figure we have so many comments, I might as well read a few of them off the bat, and then we'll just get those out of the way, and then we'll get right into it. So, first, how are you before we uh, go too deep into this? Good. I don't want any of these comments to be disparaging this gem of an episode, though, right. because uh, well, let's, my let's, favorite episode of the series. So <laughs> Let's see what the bag of tricks has here. Captain McMunchausen says, these are the voyages. What a bummer. Poor Mr. and Mrs. Tripp. Your daughter was killed in a terrorist attack. Your son was killed by space pirates. And you had a granddaughter, but she's dead, too. What an end for the most charismatic character on the show. Rest in peace, Charles Tucker III. Brennan Braga writes in and says, Scott Bakula was the nicest guy, and we had a great relationship, and it was the only time where he called me about the script, and he said he had big problems with it. He was pissed that we were doing an episode that really wasn't an Enterprise episode, but was a next-gen episode. Everyone, including the fans of the show, felt the same way. Matt Ross says, these are the But I, I did not care. <laughs> Rick, settle down. I told Bakula. I said, Bakula, I like you, but honestly, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Matt Ross says, if the show if the show wasn't already canceled, I would have fired you before you even finished the sentence. Possibly the worst ending of any TV series by inserting the more successful show, TNG, into Enterprise. It was as if the producers had no faith of the heart that the show could conclude itself. The death of Trip rivals Tasha Yar's meaningless death. It's also hard to believe that this crew was together for 10 years with no promotions, but they all got epaulets and the blinking lights on the bridge. Overall, I think Enterprise failed to inspire or lead to another Star Trek renaissance and was, at the time, the lamest Star Trek out there. One bad ending out of fives. Out of five. Jonathan Frakes says, Rick called me and said, we'd like you to do the, we'd like you to do the last episode of the show as a Valentine for the fans. And I thought, okay, it's Rick and it's Star Trek. And I always say yes. But it was at least my feeling. I, that needed to, I needed to redo my bathroom. So, <laughs> But it was at least my feeling that it was an uncomfortable situation to be brought into a show that, first of all, has been prematurely canceled and to essentially be part of their finale when it was really Scott's show. And he was such a gentleman. He was notably generous and civil and thoughtful. And I thought inside he's got to be thinking, what the fuck are these guys doing here? My show's been canceled <laughs> and you guys are coming here to try to close it out. I would have been so insulted. I don't think that was our finest hour. Larry DeStefano says, horrible ending. Who thought this one up? The show started with a good idea, but the crew just never grabbed the audience. Cast and writing were mediocre most of the time. And final first comment comes from Jeffrey Combs, who says, that episode was a bit of a mess. I think the message that was being sent there by Rick Berman, frankly, was, okay, we might have been canceled, but I want to put in front of you that I also had a successful next generation i thought then and i still do that it was insulting to the series regulars of enterprise that they weren't even given the dignity and the time therefore to wrap up their own goddamn show and you know even jonathan frakes felt the same way he said why am i here what is this it's a job i'll take the paycheck and i'll do it because if i don't somebody else will Thank you. Spiner was clearly game to do it because Spiner's in there too. He just had so. to phone it in. That was easy. He didn't, he yeah. didn't even have to show up or put the makeup on. So thank you to uh, three of our patrons and three new patrons, the production and actors behind Star Trek Enterprise. That was all pulled from the 50-year mission oral history, which is a book that I really recommend. It's those guys talking about the finale. Here we are, Clay. These have been the voyages, and this is these are the voyages. Yes. You ready? Um, <laughs> I am, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Let's get the opening information out of the way here. This is These Are the Voyages, the 22nd episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Enterprise, the series finale. Came out on the 13th of May, 2005. 
It is two of two in the Riker and the Pegasus arc. Written by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga, directed by Alan Croker, in-universe date 47457.1, which is 2370. In this episode, in hopes of receiving some help before making a difficult personal decision, Commander William T. Riker of the Enterprise-D observes a holodeck simulation of the final mission of the original starship Enterprise, as commanded by Jonathan Archer, in the days immediately preceding the birth of the United Federation of Planets over two centuries earlier. Enterprise is done. This is the finale. It's sure in, is. It's infamous. It's an infamous episode of Star Trek. <laughs> and Clay, I guess I'll start this. Mm. Um, you had said in the last episode that when we got to the end of Terra Prime, you said, you know, I'm going to hold off on my rating of this one until I see the finale and I see what's going on there so that I'll, I'll be able to rate this one fairly, whether or not this is a two or a one. <laughs> Counterpoint to why that doesn't really work they can both be ones, I think. It is, it's true. is possible sure can. that they can both be ones. Although, <clears throat> I will say, and I'll throw it to you, because I've been talking a lot. These are very different ones, in my opinion. This is a one, in my opinion, yes. but they're very different from Terra Prime. Yeah. I will say, this is a terrible Enterprise episode. It is a... Um, insulting series finale. Um, however, I actually think it's a really good idea. Like, yeah. I, I think it's a really, <laughs> I think it's a really clever way to kind of square the circle of the remaining years of Enterprise uh, to place it inside the holodeck of uh, TNG. I it's it's really tough because it, it is such a fuck you to the show it is such a fuck you to the show i actually for i didn't realize it's been a while since i've seen this this was i've said many times this was the only episode of enterprise i had ever watched and the only other time i watched this was probably 10 years ago at this point and you watched it based on its reputation as a failure of an enterprise episode right or a finale a failure yeah because yeah, well, I, I watched it specifically because I had been watching through Enter, uh, TNG, and I had heard that this one is a essentially a TNG episode, so I threw that in there while I was going through TNG. And um, <clears throat> I had forgotten how much TNG is in this. Like, I didn't even realize they rebuilt the goddamn sets yeah, from the ship. They rebuilt it. Holy crap. I thought it was just Frakes in the that you get the black and the yellow holodeck lines, and then Marina Sirtis popped in a bit, and they but it was mostly Enterprise. I did, I completely forgot that they walk around the Enterprise D, and you get like exterior shots of the ship. It is literally just a TNG episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I do think it's a really clever idea. I think it's a <clears throat> to 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 close out the story that they're trying to tell. Obviously, they can't do it naturally. And so instead of, I mean, they could have just jumped forward 10 years, I guess, but that would have been kind of clunky. You mean in um, terms of Enterprise wrapping itself up naturally, they don't have time to get into anything like um, believable in a sense? Like they're kind of, they're at the, abruptly at the end of this series and they need to figure out some way to close it out. Yeah, like they've chosen to... It's tough because, like, the last episode, 
works as a season finale in concept because or series finale in concept because they are kind of brushing the outline or brushing the edge of the formation of the federation this one is still brushing the edge but it's you know doing it more forcefully but like they clearly wanted to end the series with the beginning or the signing of whatever treaty that begins the formation of the federation um and so in order to do that they would you would have to either just straight up jump 10 years into the future or come up with some clever mechanic as a way to do it and this is a fairly clever way to do it um i think you probably could have done it differently i mean if it were me i probably would as much as i hate to say this i probably would have brought daniels back into the equation oh wow that's a pro- that's probably a more natural way to do it because daniels is already you know like i don't know you've been drinking (laughs) actually yes it's the worst idea i've ever heard (laughs) well no i mean if you've got to get there right if if you've got to jump how just because of the time travel aspect you mean like he would jump basically yeah okay yeah or not not frakes or or, i'm I'm saying you could do this without the tng stuff oh okay uh if if you were going to do it without the TNG stuff, oh, I see what you, you mean. Just to, just, just to jump yeah. them into a position where the Federation can be signed at that time or created. Yeah, yeah. you can either you can either jump. Unfortunately, they kind of already did this to a certain extent because you already had those scenes where in the whatever crossover where Daniels comes and jumps Archer forward to the signing of the whatever, and so they yeah. already kind of did that. So you can't really do it again. So they can't do that. Um. But having, and if you just jump the show 10 years into the future, I don't know. I don't know if that works. I know they kind of do that in the finale of Voyager, but they kind of reset everything after the end of it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, as, as a way to, to, to kind of jump into the future, also cut up the amount of time you have to spend on certain stuff, it's not a bad idea. It's kind of a clever idea. It's fun. You get, you know, Frakes to come in and stuff. I have lots of questions about it, mm. such as... When does this actually take place in the Pegasus? Because at the end of this episode, he walks out and he's like, I'm ready to tell Captain Picard everything. He doesn't tell Captain Picard a goddamn thing until they go over and they get the thing and bring it back to the Enterprise. And he has literally no other choice. Yeah. It's not like he it's not like he goes into his ready room and says, I have something to tell you. It's it's completely a forced uh, admission or or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure when exactly it this comes is supposed up to take spur place. of the moment in, in Pegasus, it comes up as a spur of the moment because Riker's back is against the wall. And here right. it's implied that yeah. he's waiting for the moment where it's going to be <clears throat> happening. And just as a matter of a plug, if you're interested in our thoughts about the, the Pegasus episode of TNG, we covered it on Patreon three days ago on Monday. So you can listen to that. It's out on patreon.com slash the Penske file. We talked about the Pegasus and uh, we were wondering how this was going to tie into this one, it's a good place as any. Although, uh, let me go back to your original point here about it being a good idea. This, to me, is a as far as you can push that statement and have it be true. You can go, yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> However, sure. I don't think any I didn't part say of this good. I okay. said clever. <laughs> well, I said clever. Uh, okay, idea. sure. This is a clever idea. However. Everything post coming up with that idea is a failure here, I think, like outside of that. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, it is kind of. I will. I will invoke the quote from Spinal Tap. There is such a fine line between clever and stupid. (laughs) Is I. I don't know if Riker is the best place to start. I think that my big takeaway from watching this one is that this felt incredibly artificial to me. It felt like it was an episode like almost the cast came back after five years and they're like, we have to shoot the finale. And they're like, okay. And they throw them back in. And none of it feels real. And on a certain level, none of it is real because it's all a holodeck program that Riker is watching. So you're in this weird thing of, yeah, I know this is a TV show, but at the same time, I'm watching what is like a like a um, unsolved mysteries version of what history thinks yes. is happening at this time. And they're just kind of like, yeah, DePaul and Archer had a private conversation. We don't know what that was about, but we assume it went that something That was my along. other question. That was my other question. I was like, this is really either this is really pushing the boundaries of what the holodeck is capable of as far as AI recreation or everything that is ever done and said on a Starfleet vessel is recorded, recorded. on yeah. HD video and put into the record so you can recreate it on the holodeck in the future. I'd buy that. I wouldn't buy like that even, on the NX-01, but I'd buy that later, I guess. No. But it's just, it's layer on layer of, you go, I'm sitting there going, none of this is, this is like not, re-. it's weird to be watching a TV show and saying that, but you're like, none of this is real. The other thing that killed me is that when, the episode start going, and Riker will just pop up. He goes, "Ah, this is a boring bit. Skip ahead five hours." <laughs> it's like I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> I, could, I would have done that through half these episodes. I didn't know we could do that. It's so crazy to me. Did you have any? Did you have any trouble squaring the reality of this one? Like in some ways, the episode just doesn't feel real to me because so much of it is constructed for the purpose yeah. of being a finale, and it's it's really. Um, distracting i was i was surprised by how distractingly fake all of this felt to me yeah i had a tough time um reconciling that because at a certain point you're like okay just let it go it's a holodeck thing whatever there's really no boundaries on what the holodeck can and can't do i mean literally fucking moriarty from sherlock holmes once walked out of it and became a villain on the show yeah um but on the other hand it's like yeah i it's i'm not it it it, the whole time I was thinking the same thing you were. And then they have that one scene when they're flying down uh, where T'Pol and Tripp are talking to each other about whether or not they're going to see each other. And T'Pol was like, yeah, I was talking to the chef and he really made me think about things regarding our relationship. It's like, you're a fucking program. What? You shouldn't. That's not how this is meant. Right. To be. I, don't, I don't think this is how this is supposed to work. You mean like, that Rikers, think... Rikers created a schism and causality there where she's now reacting yes, to yeah. Riker? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, now you're in like Westworld territory <laughs> where the AI, <laughs> the AI recreation of a very specific event of involving T'Pol and, and uh, uh, Trip has now changed its mind mm-hmm. because you have talked to it through this program. And it, I, I, obviously, again, you're not supposed to think about that stuff, but it's hard not to. It's the entire um, construction of the episode. It's unavoidable with the amount of Rikers yeah. popping in saying like, go to the next scene. I, this is boring. I'm going to go do something else. Enter observer mode where I can just walk around freely and just sit in the background of scenes for no reason and just <laughs> be filmed. That was the thing that drove me 
like it, it's just it constantly pulls you out of it. Riker is just pointlessly in the background of so many shots as characters are having like serious finale conversations with each other, and he's just sitting in a chair watching them, going like, "Oh, geez, I can't! Oh my god, these guys are talking to each other." It's like, wow, this is very strange. And they also have a recreation of when they go down to that planet to rescue Shran's daughter. Sure, yeah. <laughs> which I guess in this program, you know, you got to have some fun, so send them down there. Like all of that stuff is so bad that I'm willing to believe with inside the parameters of the idea of this episode that they have no idea what happened and how Trip actually died. They just made it up, <laughs> and this was the stupidest thing that they could think of. Computer, fill in the blanks for Trip's death. I don't want to get to Trip just yet. I do want to say that the Trip and Paul when they're on the shuttlecraft talking and Tapal goes, Trip, do you do you ever think of our dead child? And he goes, No, I don't think about it. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I mean, I must yeah. be lucky to be a Vulcan. I don't think about anything like that. Um, I don't know if that's a good place to start either. I think so. Can I can I mention one thing before yeah. we dive into this yeah, that, go I, ahead. that I that I liked? Um last episode, I did mention that the pe- uh, or I should say in our coverage of Pegasus. I mentioned that the whole Pegasus thing involving Pressman and stuff feels like if it was on a later show, it would have been a Section 31 thing. Yeah. Riker essentially retroactively makes it a, a Section 31 thing in this episode. How so? Sorry. He has he has a line uh, where he says a secret group in a secret group inside Starfleet oh. intelligence developed this thing. Yeah. He doesn't directly say it, but that's uh, what the implication is. Yeah. It's just a... a a sect of admirals or whatever that broke off and weren't doing anything. I, I only wanted to say that now because my iPad with my notes on it is going to die in a couple <laughs> minutes. So I just want to make sure I remember to say it. So let's, I, I think let's, before we get into, to pull this into a focus a little bit, before we get mm-hmm. to how this works as a finale of enterprise, I think it's worth talking about the structure of doing this first, because what I think that happens here is, this is a device that, even if you consider it to be a clever idea, the execution here, I think, both ruins this episode of Enterprise and makes the Pegasus stupider by what they do in this. <laughs> yes. like, it's, it's interesting that it's incredibly distracting that Frakes looks 15 years older or whatever, and sort of mm-hmm. seems it. Their performance distracts me because it seems that they have been out of that show for long enough where now playing these roles feels like they are cosplaying as themselves. They don't act like Riker <laughs> and Troy in a, in a real sense. It feels like Frakes and Sirtis got dressed up and acted out these scenes again. Like enough time has passed where it's no longer natural for them to be doing this stuff. As you say, Riker spills his guts to Troy about this, which is all kind of weird, and that brings up a whole bunch of problems. Here's my biggest problem. I don't even think, or I don't understand, maybe you can explain to me, what Riker takes away from this that teaches him anything no about how the Pegasus idea. is supposed to resolve itself. I throw, throw yourself on a grenade when you have to. I don't know. It's, I, it's, I assume it's about... Is it Tripp's death? Just doing, do what you need to do to do the right thing or something? I guess, yeah. I don't. I don't know why he needed to... Look at the, like, that, that is, that's, I think the overall biggest problem with this episode is if this is the idea you're going with, right? Sure. Okay, fine. 
Riker is in the holodeck. He's looking back at the first Enterprise to get some guidance as to what he should do in this really tough situation. Why didn't he just fast forward to where Trip blew himself up? <laughs> right. Like, there's nothing. The the actual story in this episode is so stupid and so inconsequential and so not an Enterprise story that I have no fucking idea why he would go back and specifically look at this event. Right. Yeah. You could have picked like five different things that happened in this show. Like I know the idea is like, oh, it was the creation of the Federation. But like it's not like the thing that they pulled off in this story triggers somehow that. Right. triggers that or was like they got the final piece. It's just that <laughs> This is about the Archer rise of the fireworks die. factory. This is about the rise yeah. of the fireworks factory and Riker's sitting in the back seat <clears throat> watching it. Yeah, it's the only thing that it has to do with the Federation is the fact that Archer didn't die. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that right before this treaty is signed, the Enterprise probably should not be going into like gang war territory <laughs> to to get back <laughs> the daughter of someone who was supposedly dead anyway. Like yeah. I don't think they should be going on this trip to begin with. I understand it's Shran, but still. Why um, it's just such a inconsequential story that i don't know why they picked this yeah i have to assume because it was cheap to do yeah it's so the i guess there's a couple things this is the first finale after the animated series that is not feature length so this is a very short finale for a star trek show um yeah it's a very short enterprise episode too it's a very short half of it is tng and so you're you're in this position where, like, it, to me, it just feels like a lot of strange decisions. Like the the Shran story, I don't understand that. That feels like it's like we have a story that needs to be over in about seven minutes. What can it be? Yeah. And they're like, well, Combs is around. It's like, okay, sure. So it's Shran. Mm-hmm. So they haven't seen him in six years or three years or something. They thought he was dead. He comes back. He's got a he's got a daughter now that Archer has to help him rescue, and sure. she's been abducted by schlubby, mm-hmm. shitty, generic alien of the week guy who's mm-hmm. down there. That will tie into a bigger problem down the road. But it's just like on a basic level, why is the show required to jump forward in time this much, and, and what did it accomplish by doing that? Is this a memory alpha um, note th- that they can't be in this year until the Federation is signed, so they have to jump six years to make canon line up or something? Maybe, but I mean, like, it's not even the thing at the end isn't even the formation of the Federation. No, it's some it's other just thing. like the first step. Yeah. So you could have done whatever you wanted. Like, I, I again, <clears throat> the last episode kind of brushes this territory. So I feel like they needed to take a bigger step forward or something, but they don't do anything different. It's just Archer coming out to give a fucking speech about God knows what. Apparently, it was good enough. <laughs> Hopefully, it was better than the one in the last episode. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise, Marina's otherwise Troy memorized a stupid ass speech when she was a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I was I was fairly struck by like the the amount of Riker compromises what can happen. So this is to get back to the framing thing. The amount of Riker and Troy in this episode compromises what can be accomplished by the Enterprise characters in it because they have no time to really do anything whatsoever. Um, and as you're saying, 
choosing this moment makes zero sense for Riker. I just, I really don't understand what he gathers from this. It is neither a, an important, impressive historic event, nor is it so small but so perfectly timed to his Pegasus experience that he can go, ah, that's where it comes from. And the other thing right. about it is because this is a prequel series, it ties into my the problem I had in, uh, in, in A Mirror Darkly where evil Mirror Universe Archer was looking at Good Archer's history and he's like the most celebrated officer of all time. So the, the TNG characters who have never spoken about Enterprise have to be gushing in praise with it here because there, there was no way for TNG to know that Enterprise would exist. Archer didn't exist as a character at that point. But mm-hmm. it's another super hard sell where I was thinking back over the four years of Enterprise going, I still don't think Jonathan Archer is a guy that anyone would remember about any of this stuff. This is just not right. This yeah. is not right. I don't I don't think this is correct. Yeah. Riker's with the, the, Picard. This Riker looks at Picard every right. day. Yeah. He's not gonna go back to Archer and be like, well, look at this guy. To be fair, I mean, you know, characters like Jonathan Archer, when you're two hundred years in the future, or however many years it is. Those things get blown out of proportion all the time, right? Sure, it's sure. like you know the legend. The legend of the the founding fathers of America is is so much bigger than who they were as actual people. Yeah, the legacy um, matters more than the person yeah. themselves. However, however, if we had holodeck technology that recreated down to every minute of certain events of their lives, I don't know if people would view them the same way. Because you are literally interacting with these people on a human level and seeing that they all are just dumbass humans like the rest of us who just end up making the right decision every now and then. Yep. And so, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe the maybe the uh, Jonathan Archer holodeck program isn't one that people visit very often. I don't know. But, yeah, it's based on the four years of Enterprise. Hey, I mean, those ten years that we missed, maybe they did some really great stuff. I don't know. Yeah, they don't, they, yeah, they don't talk about any of it. I wouldn't get distracted. I just, I was trying to think back of like, what's Archer's greatest accomplishment in the series that we've seen? Um, I can't think of anything that I would go, that was a super important thing that he did. The Zindi arc, maybe? Like he saved Earth from being destroyed? Yeah, probably, probably the defeating the Zindi. Yeah. I, but outside of that, there was no, there's no standalone episode where I can go, like, oh, wow. I well, can see why that would be I mean, written down. He did stop Earth from being destroyed by Terra Prime or whatever it's called. That's true. He stopped Peter Well. He had a that's a big. That was a big deal. <laughs> it, that, and that let's not forget that thing was locked. Locked. <laughs> that was locked. He's so it was so locked. He said it twice. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes I. I, I won't. I won't bang on Archer too much here. I just. I feel that. It's a very strange choice for Riker. <laughs> the The problem with this episode, and it'll go into bigger things that we can branch off of this, um, is that it feels unbelievably constructed. Like er- everything is, ju- there's, sure. there's yeah. no flow to this. It's just a bunch of shit that gets thrown together, which I think leads into one of like a colossal problem that I don't really understand is the death of Trip in this episode. So... It is so stupid. The thing for Trip's death for me is that it ties into what I was just talking about, where they get boarded 
by some schlubby alien of the week group, right? Yeah. Trip mm-hmm. immediately knows that he must kill himself to stop these yep. aliens, even though this has happened 972 times in the past four yep. seasons where the where aliens have come on the Enterprise. But Trip knows immediately because he, he betrays Archer. He's like, tell Archer to stay here. And the Archer's like, no, 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 don't listen to him. And then they punch Archer because Trip knows Archer has to stay there to not get blown up. Archer has to remain right, right there. Trip takes them to some fuse panel, plugs the things together, and kills himself for no reason other than the writers want this to happen. There's no there's Correct. no explanation as to why he would do this at this point. And then, to further confound things, after he dies, no one seems to care. <laughs> Everyone's just like, Trip and T'Pol and Archer have a conversation when Mayweather, Hoshi, and Reed are sitting... In the back, they're not like, God, God damn, I wish Trip was here to see this. That would be nice. Yeah. When they're at the thing, they're complaining about their fucking seats. <laughs> they're not even concerned. Like, it's not even, they don't even have a bit where it's like, you know, I was really looking forward to this, but now it's it's really bittersweet. And what right. does this all even mean now that since we lost one of our brothers? No, they're like, man, Federation can spring for courtside. <laughs> what the? F- <sighs> it's so strange. Trip and T'Pol and Archer have a conversation where they talk about it, but Archer is not sad. T'Pol doesn't seem to care. Trip is just dead. Trip is dead. There, no good reason. That scene is like that scene. They're reacting in that scene as though what he did was the only decision to make. Like it's like he did what he he did what he had to do. Trip was an officer who always did the right thing, and he did the right thing in this situation. It's not like he sparked himself in wrath of khan he, right. he, he walked a bunch of guys into a closet and then blew it up <laughs> you goddamn sons I, of bitches yeah. <laughs> i that i it's so but why was that done to me why was why was he killed i don't understand the point of his death i don't know it's it's a complete like it's a completely f- um fabricated emotional beat for the finale of the story they don't even care. And the thing, the thing that's so, the thing that's so fascinating about this, like you said, this is ten years in the future. Literally, nothing has changed with anybody. Yeah. When T'Pol goes to talk to Chef there, <coughs> excuse me, um, he brings up her relationship with Trip, and she's like, "That ended six years ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. It may as well have been yesterday." Yeah. They all but the they same still rank. end up having that scene where. Yeah, and they still—I think they got names on their shirts. Yeah, they have I don't know name if they tags. always had those. I, I, I never noticed that if they did. But they, you know, so it's she's like, oh, that that was over six years ago, and then they have that that conversation in the with Trip where she's like, do you think we'll ever hang out? And he's like, yeah, we'll definitely hang out. <laughs> and it's just like you've even even at this moment where their relationship could have held some sort of emotional weight especially in the face of trip's death yeah. they brick it like they've bricked it the, the last half a season or whatever yeah by being completely non-committal and just being like well we're not together but you know who's to say what'll happen after the end of the show now, that shuttle craft scene is bizarre to me because you know that trip is going to die before that because troy foreshadows it or not even foreshadows it but yeah. she says that he's going that to too. die so i don't expect this show to be the wire but you remember in the season three of The Wire, before the very end, Stringer and Avon have a conversation with each other 
on the balcony where they're sort of talking about their past, mm-hmm. but they are using, not to spoil that, but they're using, they, they both know what's going to happen coming up in the, in the very near future, but they are both talking about the past in the sort of like way that they don't want to expose their hands to what the other one is thinking. I don't expect Enterprise to do that or Star Trek in general, but I feel that their last scene together on that shuttlecraft needed to have some kind of closing the circle with those two. Yeah. That wasn't Trip just going like, yeah, time. we're going to hang out. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to die. And then it walks off and dies. There's no subtext to it that makes that interesting. It's what a stupid relationship overall. Like over two yeah. seasons of this show, what a waste. Not to mention the fact that if you go back to the uh, uh, the mechanics problems we were having with this, that entire conversation is predicated on something that, that Riker says to her. Yeah. So if you take that out of the equation... They probably didn't even have that conversation as it actually happened. And so they just, that was just it. Are you okay and with I that? I mean, I guess you could argue, I was going to say, I, I guess you could argue that like maybe there's some realism baked into that where it's like, yeah, they had a relationship. It didn't work out. It's been six years. Okay, fine. They're not together. But I don't know. I'm not saying that they need to be married or anything, but you're like you're saying there needs to be some sort of closure to the thing that they've every time they've said it's over in the show there's been like a wink or from somebody who it's either like trip being like well you know now i wore you down baby or like she grabs him and kisses you know there's always some sort of like one more step is coming and then here they just don't resolve it at all and i i that's not to say that you need always need the closure and catharsis with certain stories because you don't, and I think that the desire that people have for that can get a, get in the way of of appreciating the way that certain stories are told when they don't get it. But this is not one of those stories. This is a story where it's like you got to wrap this shit up. You got to do something. Mainly because literally nothing else happens character wise right. in this episode. Yeah. There is nothing else that goes on. Nobody changes. Nothing happens. It's just like <laughs> another day in the Enterprise, except Trip gets fucking blown up. <laughs> Yeah, I I would say that they needed some resolution because it's not even that there's no resolution to it. It's just that it the the relationship gets chopped off, so the baby dies, and then you just don't know what's going on. So, in in realistic terms, I could see the death of the baby being something that caused them to never get together again. I could see that. Sure, I could see that sure. being a, a decent reason for this to be the case. Yeah, However, ha- happens all the time. Down the line, in this episode, in this shuttlecraft conversation, I feel you should probably talk about it. But the way that they're, the way that so many of the characters act in this is if nothing has changed since the start of the show. They're they're strangely like undeveloped, or like they haven't they haven't gone anywhere, or done anything. They act all the same. They all do the same stuff. Archer in some way, or to Paul. Six years in, um, still has a bizarre distrust of Shran and the Andorians. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect her to have this anymore. Do you think that would be the yeah. the growth of that character? It's just it's all just kind of silly, and pointless. You know what what I would have done, and obviously it's easy to say this in hindsight with uh, <clears throat> the actual thing that they did do to base it off of. I think it would have been interesting. If Riker goes into this program, right, 
and he pulls up the Enterprise founding of the Federation program. And you're watching this, and it's just really off. There's something really off about it. Like, it's very clearly a constructed program by people who are looking back on history. And so it has that sense of grandeur to it and, like, legacy and, and legend and stuff to it. Like, Archer is presented in this program like a grand hero and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And then I don't know how you get there. Maybe uh, Jordy has a thing or Barclay has a thing or so. I don't know. But basically, he gets the real program where he gets to see a point before that where it's like he gets to see these people as they were as real people. And so that lets him make his decision based on seeing the crew of the first Enterprise as the humans that they were, not the legends that they had become. Sure. And so that that gives you at least something you can do with your characters to kind of like lean into lean into the 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 theme that started this show, which is the beginning of the Federation was messy. It's just a bunch of humans, well, and you know, more or less, mm-hmm. out in space trying to figure it out. Like I think that element would be more valuable to Riker than whatever the fuck this was. <laughs> like seeing, you know, because they're so far removed from that. For him to see, go back to the core of this this show, and just for him to see that these these characters were just people just trying to do the right thing. And sometimes they did the right right thing, sometimes they did the wrong thing, and sometimes they did the right thing and it got them killed or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what was, was framing it this way, like outside the cleverness of the idea, I really feel that you've, that they lost something just like, I guess to go off your point, what what I would change personally is that Riker's presence is extremely minimal in this. It's like maybe you don't even sure. see him until the end or something where like you he's the cold open that sort of hints that there's something going on and then and then at the end of if it. If they had if they had just made him the chef. Right. If he had just been chef and it's like, oh my God, of course guest star cameo yeah frakes is playing the chef that's hilarious and then at the end he's in there by himself and he goes computer and program and right. then the thing comes down that would have been fantastic that would have been great i i find it i find his sheer amount of presence distracting really because it's it's not additive to the enterprise story it doesn't really tell me anything about the pegasus story and so much of it is like when you consider the tone of his thing in Pegasus, which is that he's hiding a secret from Picard. He's hiding a secret from the crew. This guy, Pressman is kind of playing him and making him feel guilty about the people that died and like whether or not he made the right choice during this mutiny, whether or not he killed those people. And so this is a very heavy Riker episode. And they're, they're trying to convince me that while this is happening, he goes, you know, I'd... I'd really like to go marvel at the old NX-01. <laughs> you know, just, and he hops into this thing, and him and Troy are walking around on the ship going like, oh, look at these buttons. This is, this is terrific. Yeah. That's, that's the thing, though, right? Like, there needs to be a reason that he chose this program. Right. He didn't just, he's not just choosing this program because it's, you know, uh, Unification Day or something, and he's just taking a stroll down memory lane. He needs to be picking a, a moment from the history of the Enterprise right. where they made an impossible decision, 
And he has to use that to see what went into the people who made that decision, why they chose to do the hard thing. And that's where he gets his his energy from. It's not it's not because the, the not because the the federation started right. It's not because you know uh, Flocks was nice, or uh, you know, or, or that it's not because Hoshi Hoshi kind of thought Trip was hot briefly. Yeah. You know, that's not, <laughs> you know he's not <clears throat> like he needs he needs to be going back to a certain point in Enterprise's history that is relevant to the problem that he's in. Not just whatever the hell this is supposed to be. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a solution that goes far back and like totally rewrites the series. But to match it thematically to the Pegasus, it has to be that something went wrong earlier, but people persevered and they eventually learned to do the right thing on it. And I think that in the series that had better handled sort of the establishment of the Federation that more thematically matches where you can you can see these early issues with the Andorians and the Vulcans and the Tellarites and stuff, right? But at this moment of the Federation or whatever this sort of proto-Federation is supposed to be, all those problems were cleaned up and started again. And so it's this kind of like keep your chin up sort of thing and like move on and do the right thing in the future. I can see the inspiration for Archer mm-hmm. being there, but... As we always complain about the show, it's not big enough in its scope to really capture that energy, especially in this finale that just came out of nowhere and they, the show got canceled. And so you're stuck with just these incredibly small moments about scenes with Chef that are charming and how simple and like meaningless they are, really. It's like... That's mm-hmm. kind of been Enterprise's thing, and Enterprise has done it well uh, through the the years. Do these small moments, but when when Riker shows up there, it's really a sense of like this is all you got. This is to Paul's story. This is Flox's story. Whatever the hell Flox is talking about. This is Mayweather. Whatever the hell Mayweather's talking about. Really strange. Just odd. 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 Yeah. I. Yeah. <clears throat> it's um. It's just also just really unfortunate for the for the cast of the show too, yeah. Because it it is just such a slap in the face to to spend four years of your life. I mean, especially given that quote from Berman, where he's like, "Bacula was great. He never had a problem with anything." And then if he calls you and is like, Ugh, "I don't know about this," and he's never done that before, <laughs> take the fucking hint, guy. <laughs> I know I've been trying to get more boobs in it, but I can't figure out how to do it. We'll figure it out for you. Um, figure it out for you, Scott. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's it's really unfortunate. Um, I will say though, fantastic cold open. Like that, I feel like the cold open is where the this episode was born from. No, because what's to my have? Yeah, go sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna say to have you know you start an Enterprise episode. And then at the end of this bit, you hear Rikers from off screen and the holodeck. Pro- brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, my first note was the cold open with Riker. I would have been pretty excited about this at the time if I was watching it live. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> the cold open is cool. I think back to my point, that should have been largely the extent of Riker there. Like it's a, it can be a sort of, I'm still even torn. I, I personally think that you lose a lot by this being a holodeck program. I think that it, yeah, like, I think so. Just in some subjective, like, 
pseudo spiritual thing of like me trying to buy into this story to see them not be the real characters at the end. It feels like they were kidnapped or something. It feels it feels like I, I I look back at Terra Prime going I should have I should have paid more attention to Terra Prime because those are the real characters and that's the last time I'm ever going to see them. Just yeah, really, really strange. And I, I don't think that I don't know if there's any other way. There's no good way to get around that if this is your device where this has to be the holodeck. But um, minimizing Riker would have helped, I guess. But at that point, you're uh, that's your whole gimmick there. So right. going off yeah. that, let me ask you a question. One criticism of this, or Berman and Braga said that this is a Valentine to Star Trek fans. This is going to be they the end of... They always say that when they do something dumb. This is going to be the end of 18 years of nonstop Star Trek production, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case... Why, in my opinion, this is not a celebration of Star Trek. This is a celebration of Next Gen, which is a different thing. Correct. Because their closeness to that project has tainted it. The worst moment being when Trip and Archer cheers and say, here's to the next generation. And you go, what the fuck? Like they actually had them say that yeah. on this show. Yeah. And then at the end, there is no mention of Deep Space Nine. There's no mention of Voyager. No. There's no mention nope. of the animated series if you want to go that far into it. It's only the Starship's Enterprise, which makes a bit of sense, but that's not that's not the celebration of the franchise that if I accepted what they were talking about would um work for me. It would feel much more holistic as like this is everything coming together in this episode. This is a pure next gen celebration, I think. Oh, totally. Which is too yeah. bad. No, it's it's I mean, it's it's just uh, it just it feels very cheap all around. Aside from the fact that again, I'm I'm astounded that they rebuilt or just I have to assume they rebuilt the set from did. TNG because I I was under the impression that they just shit canned those things as quickly as possible after the show was yeah, over. Yeah, people take bits of it and everything like that. So yeah, um, but yeah, aside from that, it just feels really cheap. It's just the the amount of effort they put and again i hate saying this because i know how difficult this stuff is but the i'm sure they didn't have that much money you know you got to get this done it's how do you round out an entire season and also a series and also do a love letter quote unquote to the fans which i I hate it when people say that because it usually means the thing you've made is bad um you'd say the entire fourth season is that for this show too you know it's not yeah, overt yeah. references to stuff you know, but it's a it's a half Valentine, you know, where it was so heavy on mm. continuity and fan service and stuff that it it was built for fans. Why don't you? Why didn't they go the other way and go like, okay, they should have gone Doctor Who route and had it been like, okay, the Enterprise is in this is in this predicament, and then Archer gets hit by an anomaly and ends up in a universe inhabited it's he wakes up in a room and it's him <laughs> Riker, uh cisco and janeway and the the cgi ghost of young captain kirk <laughs> it's like a jedi council of you know like of captains yeah it's like 
you know, and then so they're trading stories about tough shit they had to do, and that helps Archer figure out what's going to. I mean, right. uh, very expensive, obviously, but but like, yeah, if you're going to do a love letter to the franchise, I when when they had that scene where they were like, "Here's to the next generation," in my head, I was like, they should have just gone all the way with it and been like, "I really like this drink. Oh, it's from the original series edition of the uh, <laughs> Romulan ale that we have. Oh, it really has a." deep space to it <laughs> yes i went on quite a voyage for this bottle it would have been more respectable i think so before we close man at the end well i was just gonna say at the end um i thought they were gonna end the show on the enterprise d when they cut to the exterior and then yeah. picard's voice comes in i was like oh my god they're not gonna do and then they went backwards sure that was fine Kirk, um, did, did the Kirk, ever, the Kirk one feels really forced in, in my, like, they hadn't yeah, done does. anything to get there. It's just, they were going for the enterprise ships, but Kirk was there strange. And then obviously the final shot of the NX-01 is very similar to the all good things final shot where it's flying off into like a purple nebula, basically very similar mm-hmm. to that one. Mm-hmm. Has, ba- did Bakula ever get to say the whole deal, the whole space the final frontier deal i don't don't think so so even even in in his existence in the show he still got shafted in that he only got to say the last line i think so yep wow let's um before we close out let's go to we didn't talk about the very final scene of this episode Mm -hmm. (coughs) which is archer to paul and flocks uh waiting to go out for Archer's speech while the rest of the crew who are still alive uh, sit in their chairs waiting for the speech to happen. To me, nothing really epitomized where I think that this series failed more than that scene between uh, Archer and T'Pol at the end because Mm -hmm. I felt literally nothing. And that scene is hand-delivered to be a scene that sums up the relationship between T'Pol and Archer at that point, which has apparently been a big setup for the series. Especially down to the point where he's like, aren't you going to come out? And she's like, nah, I'm just going <laughs> to hang out backstage. I don't give a shit about any of this. So really strange. I just, I felt nothing there. They're like they hug. It's supposed to be something. I'm still looking at this show and going, I don't really know who these characters are. Four years in, I don't really know why Trip and why T'Pol and Archer would have any kind of feeling here. Clearly, Braga and Berman don't either, because that scene doesn't work for me, really. So, yeah, is that I, I? It's it's interesting to me when a scene that seems so obviously like it should be a success is so clearly not a success, and it really mm. exposed the weaknesses I think of what I've been watching for these past two years of this show getting to that point and not caring like the final, the final shot of DS nine is Kira and Jake looking out the window and then it pulls away from them. And you go like, Oh, like Cisco's gone. Ben's uh, Jake's alone. Kira's lost Odo and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. You feel, I didn't, I didn't feel anything here. And then just to cap it off, He's about to do his speech, and they're like, "End program. That's enough. We don't need to. We don't need to see this. We'll just get the hell out of here." Well, I mean, that would have been two, like I said before, two episodes in a row that end with him giving a 
let's, speech. Let's get the Federation together speech in front of uh, a crowd of aliens. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's all compounded by the fact that they just don't react to Trip being killed. Like yeah. someone uh, at the beginning here, uh, when you're reading the patron comments, mentioned Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar was in like half a season of that show and got like a five to ten minute eulogy at the end. Yeah, of that she got episode. a funeral. Yeah, yeah, she got a whole funeral and she got a hollow hollow cube that shows up from time to time, touching. Even though it, I mean it was forced, you know, <laughs> forced touching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where where everyone is acting really sad, but you as a viewer are like, I don't even know anything about this fucking lady. In right. this show, you just that he's essentially the second lead, and he's now been killed, and nobody in the actual show seems to care. No, and I would say best character in the show, what I'm, and he died. Oh, they, easily, they yeah. killed him. Yeah, yeah, he dies. He goes out like a punk, and well, nobody seems to. They don't even like. They don't even give him a death scene, really. They just he winks he winks at Archer and they shove him in that too. <laughs> then they cut to them packing up his shit. <laughs> you gonna be all right, buddy? Get in that tube. Well, here's here's the problem. Terra Prime ended on a downer, right? And at the end of that, we were going. Mm-hmm. This ended with Trip and Paul talking about their dead child and how it was a failed yeah. genetic birthday cake that didn't d- didn't yield in the oven or whatever. You go, this is really yeah. sad. It's like, why are they ending rise. it this way? Why? All right, so say they even execute Trip's death here and everyone is morose at the end of this. Why? Why are they morose about this? I, I, I guess you, you could thematically say that the production team is upset that the show got canceled, but I don't know. It's, it just doesn't make... You would think that this would be a celebratory thing in the way that Riker is kind of seeing it as a celebratory thing. And killing Trip throws a real monkey wrench into that where you can't even have the characters of your show enjoy the end of what this is because he's dead. And this show doesn't even respect that. They're just like, yeah, just ignore the fact that he's dead and let's go on about our business. I just, yeah. Even in a better executed ending... I really don't understand what de- what purpose Trip's death serves. It's distracting from what they've accomplished here, you know. Yeah. Also, not for nothing, but if you have Troy halfway through the show literally say it's too bad he died. I mean the 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 language that she uses, I believe, is something like it's it's too bad. It's all the more sad that he wasn't there to see it or something. Or yeah, I think she says he doesn't even know he's going like to die or something like that. Yeah, it's it's some like hinting at how how sad it is. Yeah, but but like I th- my point is that there's like wiggle room in what she says that it sounds like he's going to die, and so if you're planting that seed that oh shit, Trip is going to get killed subvert that have him succeed have him survive and have his survival be part of the thing that Riker takes away I don't know something like that where it's like yeah, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't get back to see it because both of his legs are broken <coughs> and he's stuck on he's stuck on Mars or some shit I don't know right yeah it's but you know what I mean where yeah it's like it's such a downer like there's I find no I think the idea is supposed to be something like the idea of the angle of the show, the note that it's ending on, is supposed to be something like, you know, yeah, it sucks that Trip died, but he died so the Federation could live or something right. like that, which is not, I, 
great. He, awesome. But he, he didn't. Again. These, these aliens are jokers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, why is why is Archer... Why is Archer not standing there before he goes out to give this Federation Federation speech going like, my friend is dead because I went on an unsanctioned mission to save some guy who I don't know. Like, there's no... That's the only reason he's dead. It's because yeah. he went off on this fucking rescue mission for Shran, who, like, I guess he owed him one, but it's entirely his fault. <laughs> Shran, Shran disappears after that point. Like, you know, it's... I, I don't know. It's just... He's not at the founding. It's a, it's a horrible decision made by Archer that gets uh, Trip killed, and nobody seems to reckon with anything that had just happened. Thematically appropriate for Archer, right? That's been the story yeah, of Jonathan Archer so. yeah. this entire series. So with that, let's close this one out. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Patreon.com slash the Penske file is the best way to support the show. And these supporters at Patreon are the reason that Voyager is coming up. If not next, very, very soon. We'll see when Picard Season 2 happens, whether or not that intersects with this or not. But Voyager will be coming. We're done with Enterprise. If you want to support the show for us finishing Enterprise, patreon.com slash thepenskefell. You get extra stuff. You get extra podcasts. You get the ability to vote on things. You get access to the special Discord channel. You um, There's all these sort of, uh, sort of like hidden poll type behind the scenes, direct the show type stuff you can get there. But most importantly, there's 100 plus podcasts on there right now. So our captain tier also get a special thank you. Special thank you to a lot of these people who have been there from the very start. And we just finished Enterprise. Thank you, everybody. Samuel Custer, Tark Latif, Andrew Cholog, Joint Mango, Kyle Barrett, Mike Burnett, Christian Pouch, Matthew Ross, Brendan Howells, Matt Cutler, Nick Sergi, Michael Pond, Grim Santos, Sean, Bradley Killens, Dwayne Hackett, Vol 13 Hero, Darth Moss, Kevin Reyes, Jordan Cooper, Russell Elledge, Stefan Minton, HH28, Derek Zajak, Paul Roscoe, Jake123, Point Extra G, Patrick Seba, Dave Davies, Nick the Rat, Captain Brazen, Eric Sanchuan, Jakey's Gamer, Kevin Lowry, Grappler John Zorn, William Scheisler, Rahan Jefferson, and Blue Zane Majors, Olivier Pardieu, Retail, Tom Hickey, Disbrother, Jose Hunter's EWF Remixes, Ed Mark Starr, Captain McMunchaz, and James McLennan, Jonas, Tommy Tango, Tuvix Must Die, Chris McLaughlin, and Rage for the Machine. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. It means a lot. Now we go to our final patron thoughts for real episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. If you're at the $5 and up level on Patreon, you can leave your comments on the episodes on Patreon, and we read them on the show. We read a couple. James Pulver says, These Are the Voyages was a cool TNG bonus app deleted scene DVD extra that had nothing much to do with Enterprise. They managed to make fans wonder if the entire series was a new heart show that Riker enjoyed in his off time. Would forgive canon issues, I guess, at the cost of even further devaluing Enterprise. Norman Buckwell says... You know what's wild to me? I was just going to say, it's wild to me that they did two episodes on Terra Prime and they did one episode on this. Like the finale of their show where they're bringing in TNG shit and telling this giant story where Trip dies. They did it in in 40 minutes. Yeah. But Terra, Terra Prime... Got to make sure you get it. It's such a dense story <laughs> that's so tightly plotted. <clears throat> it's I don't know, man. It's sad. I mean, well, we'll finish this and then we'll have final thoughts. Norman Buckle says, first, Riker decides to let Picard know that Admiral Pressman is do- what he's doing, Admiral Pressman is doing, but waits until they're definitely trapped in the asteroid to let him know. I'm sure Troy even mm-hmm. shook her head in disapproval of this action. I mean, this could have put the peace treaty of Alderaan in absolute jeopardy. Oh, wait, this is Enterprise, isn't it? So when did the scene cut out? 
When Riker appeared to ask Reed about his attraction to Trip and then cut to Hoshi, oh boy, let's make it look like we may finally have the definite first main gay character in Starfleet for just a second for the fans. I'm sure Berman won't protest. Oh wait, should I talk about what's in the episode? I mean, we don't get to hear Archer's speech at the end, right? That was a blessing to avoid possible bad writing coming out of his mouth. One horrible Owen Egg omelet out of five. Nick the Rat says, This series amounted to a decent TNG episode. Three out of five. At least it was overall better than the other tracks. To Paul and Trip will always live rent free in my mind. Star Trek playset. Can't wait to hear what Clay thinks about the Kazon. Oy vey. Love you, Penske file. Thank you very much. Love you too. Squirgism says, These are the voyages. Riker goes undercover and pretends he is a chef. Each main character has a turn making pasta with him, and T'Pol gets freeze-framed for a little kiss. Is this the perfect series finale in my favorite episode of Enterprise? Yes, it is. Five memorable bad guys out of five. I, I did find the kissing of T- I did find the kissing of T'Pol <laughs> to be fairly creepy. It is strange. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> to freeze her is the yeah. creepiest bit of it. I think. Yeah, the kiss kiss yeah. by itself would be pretty creepy, but to freeze her and just plant one on her. <laughs> Kyle Barrett no says, rules inside the holodeck apparently no no there's not Barclay would uh, find that pretty tame Kyle Barrett says I hate this episode like the internet hates James Corden the problematic double act isn't the return of Riker and Troy <laughs> but rather Berman and Braga who hijacked the Enterprise finale and turned it into a personal finale for their journey writing Star Trek an incredibly self-indulgent move they tried to disguise as a quote-unquote valentine for the fans Instead of the TNG connection bringing a sense of reverence to Enterprise and its fabled adventures, it does the exact opposite and has Archer literally toast the next generation. Ten years have passed, but the characters have barely changed other than T'Pol, who's a single bright point of the finale, her hug with Archer pulling on the heartstrings. But Tripp's death is laughably awful, and the show that is supposed to be about building blocks of the Federation actively ignores that plotline to go into stupid Crystal MacGuffin, Crystal MacGuffin exchange with an unrecognizably boring Shran. The final injustice is not seeing Archer's speech, instead following Riker and Troy out of the room, which clearly shows which series Berman and Braga wished they had been writing this entire time. Although knowing Archer, I'm sure his speech would have began with an absolute cream cracker of a joke like, I endorse podiums. Now that's a product I can stand behind. One out of five. <laughs> he's uh he's he's right though. It does it does feel like it's Berman and Braga patting themselves on the back more yeah. than it does. Ending Anything else? Enterprise and yeah. I'll have a quote from Braga at the end. That'll be illuminating. I think. Let me actually open up. I notion. I will say the one line that I thought was 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 nice. <clears throat> excuse me. Was when I think Archer says to to Paul, uh, "Time heals all wounds, but absence makes the heart grow fonder." Maybe Riker says that. I can't remember yeah. who says it. Somebody yeah. says it. Sounds like a Riker thing. Um and says that mentions the contradiction of emotions and she's like now you can see why we might we we press them uh push them away I, yeah. I like that I thought that was that was a nice line yeah I agree I like that one too it's good Vulcany insight Vol thirteen hero says the one time I'm sad that Jonathan Frakes was involved with something doesn't do this series justice and killing Trip in the most asinine way makes no sense at all meanwhile Mayweather will Mayweather will continue his life's mission of being right near the action but not in the action because he's sick or hurt his ankle or is possessed by aliens I will miss, miss Hoshi and Flocks one chef special out of five Ewan Tibbetts says these are the voyages I'm the Joker baby which continues Ewan's joke about this that I still do not get but he's been doing this for a while so I appreciate the effort, and I appreciate his patronage okay. most most of all. What? <laughs> I'm the Joker, baby. Are we getting 
Are we getting Baba Booied right now? We might be. Is that still a reference that people understand? (laughs) (laughs) Grapple John Zorn says, this isn't the worst episode, but as a series finale, it has a certain skip the extra take so we can strike the set quality. I like Riker's one-on-ones with the crew, but the rest is mostly garbage. Like most of Trek in general, the episode uh, suffers from pulling punches. I would have had more respect for it if they'd really written an F you to Enterprise by implying that the whole series was a historical holodeck fiction or kill Archer instead of Trip, making his martyrdom a catalyst for the formation of the Federation. Overall, we've been spoiled by better thought out, financed, and written season finale since Nixon was in office. And if you kids doubt it, I have a delightful little cringe fest called Turnabout Intruder that you should probably get good and stoned on before you watch. Get good and stoned before you watch. Two out of five. Russell Elwood says... Does anybody need to die, though? I don't think no, anybody no one, needs, no to, one die. needs to die. <clears throat> I, I understand you know, his I understand, point about Archer. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. But even there, it's just, it's just so it's so manufactured to it have is, yeah. kill somebody off. You know, yeah. I, I mean, know. It, it's mostly manufactured because the show to this point has not built up why Archer's death would mean anything for the Federation. You know, right? Like it, it, right. anyone, anyone right. who dies here feels incredibly martyrist you know it's it's just like they're they're trying to make something of this person when it's really not there russell Elwich says when i first aired i didn't hate this but somehow it felt empty like really this is it one thing i've always thought would be a good idea is to throw out the holodeck part altogether but still have Riker be the chef we never saw the chef throughout the course of the entire series although the characters spoke about him a lot so wouldn't it have been cool to actually have been Riker the whole time like some sort of time travel accident he was stranded in the past and decided to live out his years on Enterprise observing Earth's first foray into deep space that's my headcanon anyway that's a real tragedy sure. that would be incredibly sad if that yeah. happened if Riker was just stuck in the past <clears throat> what if it was Tom <clears throat> that's true his, his uh his sideburns fall into the, Still the stew that he's making or something like that. Royo yeah, he's says, still hiding, hiding. He's running from the Maquis and the Federation by going back in time 200 years. <laughs> Royo says, I missed this episode when it aired. The first time I saw this episode was on YouTube as some fan had stitched together the episode with the Pegasus. At the time, I didn't, begin, I didn't even conceptualize that this was the Enterprise finale because as a combined episode, it begins and ends in TNG and was by far the most interesting parts were the TNG section. Given Picard nearly starts a war with the Romulans in it, along with the Riker's internal dilemma due to the skill of events. In this combination episode format, the Enterprise cast ends up in minor characters in their own series finale. It was astonishingly bizarre, even more so than the TOS finale with had a woman running around in Kirk's body. It appears to me the woman the writing was intensely spiteful to the Enterprise show and the cast as a way that they in the way that they have Tucker die pointlessly to nobodies after rushing towards them with them unarmed then say he never graduated college and that he somehow learned about antimatter reactors working on boat engines while also having the TNG characters mock the era. It feels like an intentional allegory for Berman and Braga sabotaging their workplace on the way out. The small poignant moments that Conor have about lamenting it all coming to an end gets completely undercut by the holodeck setting as we aren't even watching the real trip due to the fact that he's the equivalent of a museum animatronic of George Washington. 0.5 out of 5. Point next to G says Charles, Charles Trip Tucker, mm-hmm. second lead on Enterprise, best character on the show, engineer, the man responsible for making the Enterprise fly, who's been instrumental in saving the day hundreds of times, working his way out of tough jams, working Archer, the rest of the crew, out of tough jams, dies by essentially 
pretending to be a dumbass hick and sticking a fork into an electrical socket. Yep. Has a great, I'll get you goddamn sons of bitches final line or whatever, whatever the hell he says. It's really, and just the, um, the drama of he has to open up multiple panels, you know, he's like, I need to open mm-hmm. that one too. The guy's like, what's behind that door? He's like, nothing. I just need to open it. He goes, okay, do it slowly. It's really strange. <laughs> Point extra G says, I'm going to come out and say it. I've always liked this episode. I think it was a great way to tie Enterprise into the rest of Trek lore. I always felt that this episode wasn't just showing us Riker's simulation, but was showing us what actually happened through the magic of storytelling. And I personally feel the fans get way too hung up on this. The Enterprise D looks amazing in HD, and the recreated sets are also great. I also don't have an issue killing off a main character here, but but Tripp's death was very mishandled. I think that's the biggest issue with the episode, along with the Strand plotline being very detached detached from the Alliance Formation storyline. But I still think it's a great send-off. Four out of five stars. Excuse me. Darth Mosk says, This is a great episode idea. The problem is it's a mediocre finale. But it's nowhere near as terrible as the fans claim. But maybe I'm just a TNG stan. This is just a long character arc for Riker rolling out the pizza dough to when he finally bakes it in his backyard in Picard Season 1. Three long roads out of five. <laughs> Thank you, Darth Mosk. A couple more. Yarpy says, this episode has only two nice things, the epaulets on the uniforms and the very last bit with all the Enterprise ships flying and captains saying these are the voyages. Otherwise, episode is utter, utter trash and probably the worst series finale ever made. Zero pissed off cast members out of five. Not only is it the worst series <laughs> finale, it's, pro- it's, got, it's the worst uh, sacrificial death in all of Star Trek. Yeah, right? I think so. It's got to be. I, it might be might be worse death full stop in all of Star Trek. I think it, I think it has that <clears throat> potential. I think it does. It's it's neck and neck with Tasha for me about as far as killing off a character. Well, um, I mean, Tasha's death was to get the actor out of their job, you know? It it had a sure, purpose sure. to like trips Chip's job is over after this episode. You don't need to. You don't need well, to I'm just, him. I'm just talking purely execution. Sure. No, no other extenuating circumstances. Purely execution. I would say the way that they crafted, conceptualized, crafted, and executed. Well, I guess executed the character to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, it's got to be right near the bottom with with Tasha. Yeah. I mean, I. In that argument, I would buy Roddenberry's. I don't think it's a good idea, but I understand the logic behind. We want the Star Trek universe to feel like anyone can, like security guards can go at any time. Like that's real, you know. Sure. Like cops sure. will get killed in the line of action. So Tashi are dying, and it's like I, I understand his point about realism, but he, like as a as a writer, he tended to not really understand what makes for a good story in that case. And there's a difference there yeah. between the two things. Um, it's. It's very difficult to go for realism when the person holding the gun is a muck monster muck that monster. looks like a black trash bag covered in KY jelly. So you kind of have to it's all give and take. hedge your expectations of realism. Yeah. Nick Sergi says, I remember my friend would watch whatever episode would just happen to be playing when he had the TV, and that's how he saw this episode, and he thought it was really neat and quaint, speaking as a casual fan of Star Trek. And I think it says something to the fact that Star Trek has always kind of found ways to celebrate itself in its own history. You can watch any episode, and it won't take long to figure out where and when you are, and that is the conceit upon which makes this episode work. That the episode doesn't fully work is also not odd. Rarely does an episode of Star Trek fully work, where the storytelling itself outweighs the flaws so much that the flaws are invisible. 
That we still love Star Trek, even with such apparent visible flaws in each episode, is a testament to what makes Star Trek special. Pretty good episode with an interesting gimmick. Two more. Brandon Hell says, these are the voyages. I was surprised the episode was not a two-parter, and as John Lydon said at the end of the Sex Pistols U.S. tour, ever get the feeling you've been cheated. If this was meant to be a love letter to the fans, Berman and Braga really fucked up badly. Tripp's death is added to make us feel something, I assume. And just like in Daniel's episodes, we, the audience, get teased about the founding of the Federation, but not shown again. And then the episode ends. Even Jeffrey Combs can't save this one. Two read is shorter than I thought he'd be. Moments out of five. Christian Pouch with the final comment says, It's a real love letter to the fans. And who's my biggest fan? I am. And I love this episode. It was a great idea. (laughs) By by me. Christian Pouch says, The greatest insult that has ever been foisted upon Enterprise, and this is a series that was created by fucking Rick Berman and includes the decontamination chamber. The finale should have been about the crew and the ship we've come to know, not jamming in some bizarro framing device from a better TNG episode. This makes both episodes worse for having existed and both deserve better. Thank you very much, patrons, for your thoughts about, and these are the voyages, or these are the voyages, whatever it's called. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the Penske file. If you want to leave your thoughts about upcoming Voyager episodes, that's the place to go. And now, Clay, our final thoughts about just mm-hmm. the series finale here on a scale of one to five. And remember, you have to also revisit your rating for Terra Prime based on this because I have an asterisk next to it on the yeah. spreadsheet. So why don't you do that one first oh, and that'll boy. lead into your thoughts about this one. Well, um, <coughs> excuse me. We never really got into why I, I led off with that thought about they're very different ones. You can try to do that if you want. I'll, I'll definitely try to focus on that here. Well, yeah, I think I would agree with that. I think they are very different ones. In retrospect, having now seen this one, if I had to choose between the two of them, (laughs) I was going to say, if I had to choose between the two of them as a series finale, I would probably choose Terra Prime, but that means ending the season with Tripped crying about his dead child. (laughs) I like this episode. Which I can't do. I like this episode better than Terra Prime. (laughs) Yeah, I, no, 100%. I, I like this better than Terra Prime. Terra yeah. Prime is is just not doing it for me in any capacity and is a terrible... Like I think if, Terra Prime is a terrible Enterprise. Is, yeah, yeah. Terra Prime is a terrible yeah. Enterprise episode. <clears throat> a series finale is only as good as its final scene, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't, go, you can't end the series with... To Paul and Trip crying over a dead child and the end of their relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. that being said, this is a better series finale. I think it's an equally misguided episode. I'm going to say this is a better episode. This is definitely a better episode than Terra Prime because hmm. I think the the idea <clears throat> is a absolutely something I would do. So I give it credit for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> B I, I just I like the the idea behind it and I like the intent. I just think the execution, like the the actual, like on paper pitching this idea, I think is great. Yeah. But the execution of it just is not there. And like the as fun as the TNG stuff is, and as cool as it would be to see that actually work, the actual enterprise elements that they give you in this episode are 
terrible. They're really bad. And it's so I would say it is also a one. Um as an enterprise episode is it is a one. Uh so I would say one's one's all around for those two episodes. We're like Oprah giving out the ones. You know what would have been yeah. neat? So the problem here is that as you the idea being okay as you're saying, if this was not a series finale, this would have been an interesting concept to do as the final episode of the Zindi arc, <laughs> I think. Right? Where Yeah. Archer's yeah, Riker's watching how they actually stopped the Zindi. And you get the tie of the Riker thing, and it feels a little bit more thematic to the Pegasus there, where it's kind of like the you know, the mistakes made early in the Zindi stuff have now been reconciled and Archer has learned the truth about what's going on. And it wouldn't feel like you were just being cheated out of your encore by not having the real show be the show that you're watching. You know, if you're coming yeah. back for another season, I'm a little bit more forgiving of this idea that this is just a season finale that you're watching. Well, it's tough there too because it's still with <clears throat> if you're doing the Zindi arc, it's it's still your ending this season long arc they've been building up to with a with a TNG episode. So it's still kind and of with a cheat, fake. no matter how you do it. With a fake version right, of right. whatever's happening. So I, I think it's always yeah. going to be bumping into that. It's it's one of these things that I think the idea is very good. I'm honestly not sure if this can be executed well in the way that Star Trek these shows were set up and produced. Like it it might be an idea that's kind of cool and it sounds good, but I don't know if you're ever going to get this satisfying feeling of you're actually watching an episode of the show that's happening and not just some kind of like yeah. uh, academic experiment that they're trying to do with the writing. That's my biggest thing to me is while watching this, beyond the fact that none of this makes any goddamn sense, and this is like some of the lamest plots that they could possibly do for a finale, and the fact that mm-hmm. Frakes is distracting his Riker and it, it kind of ruins the Pegasus on some level, ignoring all that, as the end to a series, I didn't feel anything about it. I was like, that's that's yeah. the final episode. It's over. I felt a little bit sad that I didn't say goodbye to the characters in the previous episode, that I didn't fully understand that this was over previously to this and that this was something yeah. else that was coming onto it. So that's my that's my feeling about it is that like, I think that, I think if you really liked this show, this is more offensive of a finale. You know, if you're, if you're kind of mm-hmm. indifferent to this show, you go, this is kind of a stupid idea, but this is not, not great. But I think that like, you know, listener Kyle likes enterprise quite a bit. I think he says it's his second favorite mm-hmm. and he had the strong, he had the most, probably the most strongly worded. This episode sucks for these variety of reasons. I think there's a relationship there where the more into enterprise mm-hmm. you are, the bigger betrayal this feels like. And, I never got into this series enough to feel that I could be emotionally betrayed by whatever they did at the ending here. I just acknowledge this is a pretty stupid, ultimately a stupid production decision to go along with this thing. And that's it. That's the end of the series. Yeah, I feel like it's a... I I don't have the emotional attachment to be like angry about it, but I do... I do recognize what a misstep it is enough to feel bad for the show and to feel bad for the fans. Yeah. Because like, as like I said before, my memory of it was, I actually, I actually liked it. 
but I liked it because it was a TNG episode and I didn't give a shit about Enterprise at that right. time. Um, Which is perfect for this. And for me, you, I think... you don't care about the right, Enterprise career. Right. For, for me, I think the... I I do really like the concept of it and I I just that's the biggest downer for me is that they couldn't find a way to make this make give this a reason. Like the 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 shoehorning of the Pegasus thing is yeah, okay, fine, but they just don't live up to that idea. They don't tell you an enterprise story that would be worth revisiting for Riker in this moment and it's like it's gut potential you know what this should have been I, I think this is difficult to do as an Enterprise episode no matter, no matter where I think you could get away with this if it was like a mid-season thing it's like we you know it's sweeps week yeah. we gotta think of something to do for the third week of February what the hell are we gonna do what if we do this idea where it takes place in the holodeck and the TNG blah 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 yep. sure you could do it that way but the other way I think it works and they do this in comics all the time. They actually did this for Batman Beyond. Um, is Voyager on at this point? <clears throat> no, it's over. Voyager's over? Okay. Uh, so it would be very difficult to do this, unfortunately, given the <coughs> landscape of Star Trek TV at the time. And because there is no more Star Trek for six years or something like that after this is over. But the way this works is you do this on another show that comes after it. So you do it. Let's let's say, for instance, Voyager is still going, right? Yeah. So Voyager is still going. Enterprise, if Enterprise, the last episode of Enterprise is Terra Prime. Things are kind of left unsaid. They didn't quite get to end end it the way they wanted to. So in Voyager, what do you do? You take an episode to do a holodeck episode on Voyager where you can do a backdoor finale for enterprise yeah. they did this they did it on in batman beyond where batman beyond just kind of ended so a couple years later on justice league they did an episode that was like this a backdoor finale for for batman beyond where they showed what what, what happened to everybody and all that kind of stuff yeah i think that's a really interesting way to do it um like honestly, if 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 these new shows were longer, I would pitch that as an episode of Discovery. Frankly, yeah. Uh, if you you know have somebody go into their holodeck and check out what happened to the crew of the first Enterprise twenty years after they left, or some you know some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it, I think that would be a really interesting way to do it, but obviously that's completely different circumstances and not really applicable to the situation. So, uh, great idea in concept. Really difficult to do in general. Really bad idea to do for a series finale. Yeah. Yeah, and just my final thing is the difference between it and Terra Prime is that Terra Prime, they're both ones to me. They're very different ones. Um, Terra Prime is basically an Enterprise episode that's a complete failure in terms of what Enterprise was supposed to do. This is a failure in a different way. Like, this is a failure of execution in the finale sense which is fairly important like it's not just that they they botch oh, yeah. the landing of the the finale but they do it in a very similar way to terror prime where every plot line is so stupid and it's just like what why yeah. did, why are you doing yeah. this this is not the right thing to do so that's it where it's like a high concept thing versus an extremely low concept thing but they're <laughs> both ones in my opinion this show went out with a thud which is too bad yeah so I will. Um, <clears throat> my last thing I'd like to say about this, since this is the end of Enterprise and the end of an era, and that era being most likely 
the Rick Berman voice. Yeah. Um, is the, I don't know how memory <laughs> un- alpha un- works, but is it possible? Is it possible? Is <laughs> does he is he involved in Voyager? He is. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Fantastic. Never mind. But what I, I was going to say gets... was, I don't know how memory alpha works, but yeah. is it possible to work the lore we've created on this show about him into his biography <laughs> on memory alpha? I'll see if I can edit or his Wikipedia entry. or something. Yeah, I'll see if I can edit his uh, thing yeah. if I need some kind of permission. He's um, I don't know if he writes scripts on Voyager, so it'll be more of a production type thing from Rick at that point. But we'll see. All right. Well, before we. <clears throat> Yeah, we'll do our final thing now. Thank you, everybody, for supporting. Patreon.com slash the Penske file if you want to support the show there. Much appreciated. Clay, do you have anything you want to say before we go? Uh, Amanda and I are still trucking along with Rotten Horror Picture Show on Patreon. We are doing Stephen King movies, Stephen King adaptations that are not on our usual list. So January, well, this might be February when this comes out. This um, is February If it's 10th. February, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, no, no idea what we're doing, but I'm sure it's going to be good. You can check it out. You get all the Friday the 13th content from 2021. You can go back and look at that. Mm-hmm. You guys covered every movie mm-hmm. there. And do the Stephen Kings. Everything's continuing. Tons of content on Patreon. All that stuff is good. So we're both giving this to ones. We're going to do a wrap-up for Enterprise, Clay. I don't know if you knew that, but we will do a series thing because uh, I think we did a pretty good job of focusing I, just on this episode here. Yeah, I can't wait to not remember most of the show. That's fine. Air, so I'll, I'll write it down and send it to, send it to you on Discord. We'll have thoughts about that. Enterprise is done. And now I'm going to go out with a quote from Brenna Braga in that oral history because I think this is kind of um, a perfect little encapsulation of him on this show anyway. Braga says, It was truly a mix of feelings because on one hand I was greatly relieved. I was moving on to other things. And it was such a scalding experience toward the end with an estranged network and an apathetic fan base. At the same time, it was a show that we thought was finally getting really good, so it was upsetting that it was over. I really think we could have continued for two or three more years with Manny at the helm. We were already cutting corners, the show had shifted to high-definition video in the fourth season, and I thought it looked like shit, but even with cutting corners, the show could have continued creatively. Star Trek is a long-term investment, but at the end of the day, I think I was very ready to do other things. In fact, I had already had another project sitting in front of me that I had to tackle, which was another sci-fi show for CBS called Threshold. It was doomed to failure, but I'd been doing Star Trek for 15 years. I was ready to do something else, but looking back, it's bittersweet. More bitter than sweet, because it should not have been canceled. That's it for Brandon signing off. Thank you, everybody, for listening to These Are the Voyages. We'll see you next time.